This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It is all set up now, either a generational celebration or a historic heartbreak. 2020 was last year. This is a whole different team, a whole different thing. The Braves return to the scene of the crime for the second straight season. Atlanta has a 3-1 lead in the National League Championship Series and are one win away from their first pennant since 1999. Welcome to Episode 10 of the AJC Braves Report Podcast presented to you by Kroger. I'm Jay Black in Atlanta. Our team in Los Angeles includes AJC Braves beat writer Gabe Burns and our columnist Michael Cunningham. Atlanta goes bullpenning and blows out the Dodgers 9-2 to get back to the same spot they've waited a whole year to be in. Bob Nightingale of USA Today writes, quote, the Dodgers season is over. So, men, I've got one question. Do either of you have the guts to stick a fork in this one just yet? Yeah, well, for me, no, um, because <laughs> aside from this being Atlanta, I mean, the Dodgers are the defending champs. They've been the class of baseball for, uh, what, going on a decade now? But... Uh, the Braves couldn't really, obviously, um, other than sweeping, they couldn't have to be in a better position. They just pitched a bullpen game, and they won comfortably anyway. The Dodgers haven't hit it. The Braves still have room to get better. Uh, but their guys, I mean, Freddie has obviously woken up Rosario with a historically uh, great performance. Uh, just a lot is going their way, and they have Freed on the mound tomorrow, and then if it comes to it, they have Anderson and Morton waiting. So, I mean, it certainly has a different feel than last year. Yeah, I think I think the Dodgers have won six straight elimination games. Can they really do it nine straight? That's just that seems seems very unlikely. I think the Braves are going to win this series. Feels weird to say that. Yes, it for does. Any Atlanta sports <laughs> for any Atlanta sports team. Um, I don't want to make anybody mad, but the last time I felt like this was was twenty eight three. <laughs> you think there's no way that they could possibly blow this. And I, I agree with what uh, Freddie Freeman and, and Brian Secker said at the game tonight that this this is a this is a different team. They four straight years they've been in the postseason. They haven't they haven't won a pennant. They came close last year and now they're close again and I think uh they'll finish it off. I mean the Dodgers are in trouble. The Dodgers have to do a big bullpen game. You know, Roberts has been using, you know, fifteen pitchers a night. <laughs> uh, they're pretty chewed up out there. Uh all the Braves are starting to hit now. You know, Freddie, Rosario, uh, Duvall, Peterson, um, everybody's contributing. Um, and I just I don't see how the Dodgers can withstand that for three straight games. Right, we've got a lot of sound to get to from the podium here coming up. But first, the AJC Braves Report podcast is brought to you by Kroger. Kroger is a proud sponsor of the Atlanta Braves, and Kroger's got winning ideas for fans all postseason long with fun recipes and a great selection of party trays. If you're hosting a watch party, perhaps for the clincher on Thursday night, visit Kroger.com or your local Kroger store to cheer on the Braves as they battle for the A. All right, let's get into game four now and the row show in L.A. Yeah, hey, Eddie's been in the moment here. I'll tell you what, he's liked this postseason play, that's for sure. I looked up and I told Walt, I was like, this, you know, he's, he's a double away from the cycle again. And then he hit a homer, so that's better. 
So <laughs> those are those things where you just hope they last as long as they last because uh, it's a pretty good feeling as a hitter, and he is a great person, fit perfectly into our clubhouse, and things are just go- really going well. S. Nitt and Freddie Freeman. Eddie Rosario is about to get a statue at Truist Park if this keeps up. Another four-hit game. First player to have two of those in the LCS two homers he's 10 of 17 now against los angeles and uh, gabe i think his offseason price is going up again it is he'll be uh well positioned he's gonna hope that he uh enters free agency with a ring on his finger but i mean this is he's the first player in in postseason history to have two homers a triple and a single in the same game <laughs> i mean you look at it he was really when the Braves swung all those trades he was kind of the forgotten man in that moment uh, because he was sidelined with an abdominal strain. And, I mean, quite frankly, they got him for Pablo Sandoval in cash consideration. So when the price is that cheap, which is essentially nothing, Cleveland just wanted to dump his money, you don't think that much of it at the time. And it, it turns out, I mean, he has been their best player in this series. He's uh, the Dodgers. Dodgers pitchers have had no answer for him. I mean, it, it's really been – I mean, this is it's really been remarkable because, again, the Dodgers are – they're the team. When you know, you asked you asked me and uh, Mark Bradley for our predictions uh, before the series, and then we had the Dodgers in, in five or six, and they have been the class of baseball. They only have one championship to show for it, but they've been the class of baseball for a long time. And you really, I mean, basically, they're the Braves are a Bellinger swing away from sweeping this series. I mean, they've really taken it to them, and it's, it's been impressive. And evidently, all these hits are coming from the same bat. For Rosario? Yeah, he said he um still using the same one that he used when he hit the cycle during the season. He should keep using it, obviously. Uh I like I like watching him play. It's really fun to watch. It seems like the other guys on the team really like him too. He's been a really good fit, you know, personality wise and baseball wise. He's he's producing in the postseason and I think that's um indicative of the of the increased lineup depth that the Braves have, even without Acuna or Azuna and uh or even Soler now, I mean. Now here's Rosario at the top of the lineup doing what he's doing. And uh, really fun and impressive to see for the Braves. Braves offense explodes for four homers. Adam Duvall's got a couple more RBIs. Jock Peterson gets another one. And the Braves rebuilt outfield comes through again. This team has been completely different from the last two to two and a half months. Uh, we've been playing 630, 640 win percentage baseball. So this isn't anything new to us. We've been, we've been a really good team for a really long time. So we've just been playing really good baseball lately. Freddie also has a big fly in game four. And, Michael, I know there's no way to prove this, but I'm convinced that Julio Urias pitching in the eighth inning of game two changed this entire series and cost the Dodgers two games. I think that's a fair point. Uh, you know, Robert kind of pushed back on that notion because he said, you know, you, you never, can't, never can tell, which is true. But, um, I mean, to me, he looked like he didn't have much. Urias denied that. You know, Robert said he didn't think that was the case. But to me, it looked like he didn't have that much tonight. and. I mean, this, that was supposed to be an advantage, right? The Dodgers had, you know, he, he really is a good starter. I mean, I know that they haven't really been using that like in the post, but he was a good starter for the whole season. You got the Braves on a bullpen game, and then Noah is scratched before the game. And then Gabe are looking at each other thinking, here we go. <laughs> Everything's going bad for the Braves. But then I think when they, uh, the back to back homers, it was like, oh, they're going to be okay. <laughs> and then, it, you know, and then Ruiz was, was in trouble. And then you're like, all right, well, what about the pitching? All right, comes Chavez, perfect inning. Comes more, two more perfect innings. Braves score some more runs. Man, are they going to do this? And then to tack all those runs in the ninth, kind of, you know, alleviate any kind of anxiety that Braves fans might have. There's no way they were going to even 
blow that lead. So it was, uh, yeah, I mean, the Dodgers were supposed to have the advantage in this game with the pitching, and the, and the Braves ended up with a better pitching night using six guys. It was, it was very impressive to see. Gabe, how long has it been since uh, Urias had given up three homers in a game? Yeah, it's been uh, five years. He did it uh, June 2nd, 2016 uh, against the Cubs. So this is certainly a rarity for him. And as Michael said, uh, you know, Dave Roberts was kind of thrilled about that as far as his use of your, I mean, really the way that the Dodgers have, have handled the series pitching wise, uh, it certainly, it has been strange, but that doesn't take away any credit from the Braves. I mean, the Braves have, have kind of forced the Dodgers to be strange in certain situations and their starters just, I, I, their starters just aren't covering innings, and, and part of that is, is how they've been used. And part of that is what the Braves have been able to do to them. I mean, they just – it doesn't seem like anybody they have, a starter or reliever, has any answers for this offense because, I mean, everybody's clicking. You've got, again, Jock Peterson has a hit in every game in the series. Duvall has woken up. Freeman's woken up. Rosario is – Mr. October now, uh, just up and down the lineup. I mean, it's obviously a really tough lineup to face. And, you know, if we look back on this year as the one that the Braves finally broke broke through, then this is going to be one of those baseball stories where a team got hot at the right time. And what also got hot at the right time was the Braves' bullpen night, and Snitker sums this up perfectly. I, I never doubt players. They're, they're capable of – something you never thought possible whenever you're not even thinking about it. Baseball can be a dumb game sometimes. Oscar Noah can't go. Jesse Chavez, he pitched the last pitch in game three, pitches the first one in game four, does just fine. And then Drew Smiley, of all people, steps up. I've just been trying to make the most of my opportunities, so I was excited to get back out there today and have another chance at him. What Drew did was awesome, just stretching like he did I, I really honestly didn't expect him to stay in that game that long but I mean he was throwing good Drew Smiley gets 10 outs before he gives up a hit goes three and a third innings and, and, and Michael is the 11 million dollars worth it now <laughs> uh heck maybe so right yeah. I mean if they yeah. win this series like maybe maybe it was all worth it uh, if they end up winning this series because now they gave you those innings uh yeah he was a little bit Seemed to me, at least, the defiant in the news conference, you know, the questions where we're like, you know, how did you do this? You know, you struggled this season. He seemed to think that, you know, he hadn't been so bad this season, although he lost his rotation spot. So that was a weird response. But, I mean, you like that, right? He got a little edge to him. He's a little defiant. He's, he's I'm going to go out there and show him. And he did. And you got to give him credit for that. That's a, that's a true athlete. Never, if you can't, if you don't have confidence in yourself, who else will have confidence in you? Yeah. And it's, uh, I think, he, he's probably feeding off the team's confidence. I mean, the Braves are a confident team right now, and it was very impressive after what happened, you know, in game three for them to just come out and do that. It was just very – I mean, I'm still I'm still kind of like shaking my head about it, in it, but it was – you really do have to give him credit. Like Gabe said, yeah, the Dodgers have just chewed up all these pitchers, and the, the Braves have forced their hands because they're getting they, – man, they used to get guys on base every inning, and that just puts so much pressure on them, and it kind of takes the crowd out of it. You could – Still, the Dodgers fans and I being like, "Oh man, what is what's going on?" They probably showed up at the ballpark real confident. It's gonna be a party. We, you know, Braves got a bullpen game. We got Rios. Man, it's gonna be great. And then it never was. They were never really in it. And man, it was it was impressive to see for the Braves. And Gabe, this 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 truly is one of the more I mean, resilient teams we may ever see if they can pull this off. 
I mean, they've endured about everything you can from injuries to off-field incidents to uh, just constant change in their clubhouse, uh, cycling players in and out. You know, one thing that doesn't get talked about, obviously we talk about the trade deadline uh, nonstop, but one thing that doesn't get mentioned that much is how much time that Travis Darno missed. Yeah. This team was forced to rely on uh, William Contreras, who wasn't ready, and he wasn't supposed to be ready, so I'm not blaming him for that. And then, you're, you know, you've got guys, you've got, Kevin Smith in, you've got Jonathan LaCroix at one point. I mean, you're just flipping through these guys. And, I, I mean, just the constant turnover uh, with this team. And in the beginning of the year, Max Freed struggled for, you know, just temporarily there, and he gets put on the I.L. He came back, he was all right. Uh, even Freddie struggled earlier in the year, and that was a big storyline for a while. I mean, it's just obviously Acuna pairing his ACL, Azuna, just we you know, the stuff that we talk about all the time, but uh, the amount that the amount of adversity that this team has gone through uh, is really remarkable. And certainly it's going to, it's really going to make an incredible story if they end up winning this whole thing. Does this mean Kevin Smith is on the verge of getting an NL championship ring? Yeah. I mean, everybody who is around, uh, you know, they played a part in it. So, yeah. Well, I remember at one point the, the Braves had, they'd had the, the worst war for, but the catcher group of anybody in the majors for like a long time this season, they was they were kind of weighing them down, and you know they were kind of waiting for Darno to come back, and uh, he wasn't really himself for a while either. But he, you know, hasn't been that great in the postseason either. But man, he's a lot better than what they were getting in position when he was out. One one of the other resilient guys on this team is apparently postseason god now AJ Minter, who comes up with two big innings and I mean Gabe he was shipped off to the minors too I didn't think we'd see him back this year what's changed with him now he's another guy who uh, you know regained his confidence and has, has figured it out and he's coming through again at just a huge time we know the role he played in last year's NLCS and now in this one which the Braves hope will end differently uh, he played a big role again and they, could, they finally saved Luke Jackson and yeah. uh, I, Gave him a gave him a game to breathe. Tyler Matzak, I guess, is just never going to get that. But uh, ride that puppy till he drops. Yeah, so they're they're just going to keep keep going with him, I guess. But it was good that Luke got a break there, and it was good for Mentor to you know just have a have a game like that and become sort of big for the team. Yeah, all these guys rising up in the postseason. That's kind of what I wrote after the Braves clinch that. You know, uh, and Freddie mentioned tonight when somebody said, you know, you were struggling. He's like, it was eight at bat. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that was that was you a only dumb, get, that was a dumb question. You only get so many chances in the postseason. Acuna didn't do much last year, you know. But at the flip side of that is 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 a guy like Rosario can go off because there's only so many chances. You if you if you if you do it, you know, if you get three hits in a game in a playoff game, the impact is so much bigger because you only get so many chances. And sometimes a superstar guy. Sh- struggle I don't want you know that's in quote marks like Freeman said he wasn't he wasn't really struggling it's only at bats but it's just magnified but the, the flip side of that is you got guys like Mentor now you got guys like like Smiley you got guys like Rosario you got guys you don't expect it doing it and that was always a possibility for the Braves which is and I think that's what Anthopolis said at the de- trade deadline when they were asking him about oh but this team's not going to be good enough in the playoffs he's like man you just got to get there just kind of yep. winning the division, and they did it despite all that adversity. And, and I gave them a lot of credit for winning the division despite all that. And I was saying, you know, whatever happens after that is gravy. And now, and now look at them. I mean, they're they're hot. They're a hot team. They're a confident team. And they got uh, the Dodgers. As Gabe, as Gabe mentioned, is the, the class been the class of the NL for years. They got them on the ropes. Gabe, what happened with you, Noah? 
Yeah, uh, some uh, shoulder inflammation for Anoa. He's uh, he's out the rest of the postseason. Uh, when you get removed from the roster, you, you're not eligible for the next round. But if he has inflammation, then he wouldn't be back anyway. So, you know, uh, it ends his season on a sour note. Uh, if the Braves end up winning the, winning the World Series, he won't be playing any role in it. Braves use six different pitchers and combined to give up only four hits, which is as many as Eddie Rosario had again. Um, and you can certainly point to pitching decisions made by L.A., but, but Michael, all their stars' bats have gone cold at the same time. Yeah, which is another, it's just weird to see all these, these, these very good hitters go up there and just scuffle and struggle. And now I guess uh looks like Justin Turner's out. Um, looks like he pulled a hamstring tonight, and he's kind of one of their glue guys that, you know, if they were going to come back, they were going to have to lean on him, and now they won't, they won't have him. And, uh, I mean, Roberts put on a, you know, brave face tonight and said, I still got confidence in these guys. We're going to go back to Atlanta. We're, you know, we're going to – we'll have Scherzer for game six. But, I don't know, to me they seem like they're kind of they're kind of done. Yeah, Dave Roberts also had this to say looking now at game five. We just really didn't threaten. And, um, yeah, I just don't – I just really don't have an answer. I think that uh, they just outplayed us uh, in all facets. It's not really what you want to hear from your manager when your back's against the wall. <laughs> Yeah, that's after he admitted that he thought they were dead in the water in Game Three. Like I said, the, the Dodgers aren't aren't sounding like a confident group right now. The Braves are. It's hard to write off to the Dodgers, and it's hard to believe that the Braves can do it. But that's, I mean, I got I got to believe what I see. I got to see what, what's happening, and I think I think the Braves are going to finish this series. As the pitching goes, Gabe, uh, what in the blankety blank are they going to do now? Yeah, look, I think the I think Roberts is quotes kind of sum it up this is not a team that it feels like this team's confidence is, is starting to be shot which is crazy to say about the Dodgers but that's kind of that's kind of what's happened here and uh you say all that they've been through in their season and leading up to this point the Braves just kind of taking them to the woodshed in these you know in these games and so they're going to pitch a bullpen game again <laughs> like uh, the other four yeah it feels like they're it feels like they've basically been doing that the whole series, but their hope is that they will they will be able to win tomorrow at home, and then they'll you know they'll have Scherzer to turn to in Game Six and Bueller to turn to in Game Seven uh, with those guys actually rested. That's their blueprint. We'll see if it if it, you know if, if it even goes back to Atlanta. Um, the Braves have their ace, who is the best pitcher in the majors in the second half. Um, who's is, you know, really right now as good as it gets. And he's pitching uh, at the stadium that he grew up going to, uh, where he's from, and he was a Dodgers fan growing up. And he has the chance to now send his team to the World Series after making a start, you know, in his where he's from. So if you're the Braves, you can't really line it up any better than Max Breed against yet another bullpen game for them where all their guys have, have really been burned out. And yes, we've been here before, but that's part of the reason why Freddie Freeman is extremely confident. Twenty twenty was last year. This is a whole different team, a whole different thing. So, uh, I don't, if anybody's thinking about twenty twenty, um, I think everybody wants to be in a three one lead. <laughs> so, we'll take it, and hopefully, we can, we got Max going tomorrow, so we're feeling pretty good. But it is hard. I mean, as we saw last year, the, the, winning a game is hard, especially a veteran team like this that we're playing. And and um, number one, it's hard to win here. Um, number two, it's hard to win a major league game. 
And um, But I, I feel good about our club just from what we experienced last year and where these guys are. I kind of joked last year that Braves fans shouldn't take the 3-1 loss all that hard because, well, Braves aren't really allowed to win the pennant of the World Series that often, and 2020 is the dumb year, so you don't want to win that one. This is the one you want. Gabe, there's no way this can happen again, right? Not even in Atlanta. There's no way they can blow a 3-1 lead again, right? Well, the series is a lot different in a lot of ways. Um, the Do- I would say the number one thing is obviously the, the Dodgers pitching is in a different stage than it was last year. And so is the Braves. The, the pitching the pitching is completely different uh, starter-wise than it was a year ago. And you look at this Dodgers team and they're going to look at it and say, you know, they entered the year with Kershaw and Bauer in those spots. But certainly that would be a, a different series. So, yeah, they had those guys, but there's a reason they play the game. They don't play the games on paper. So, uh, no, I, I mean, sure, is there a chance? I mean, yeah, again, there's, you know, if the Dodgers win tomorrow and then you get just the phenomenal performances from Scherzer and Bueller, uh, they're capable of that. I mean, yeah, sure, there's a roadmap for the Dodgers. Do I think that's going to happen now? No, but, uh, you know, it's not a lock that the Braves win, obviously, until until they do. But, they, again, this could not be set up any better for the Braves. And even if they do, even if they do lose game five, then, you know, they have game six and game seven at home uh, where they've already beaten the Dodgers twice. And that is uh, obviously a distinct difference from a year ago when all the games were played in the neutral side of Texas, which had, I mean, what was it, 10,000 fans or something. And, you know, most of them were Dodgers fans. I was there. Um, it was a pro Dodgers crowd, but the crowd was so small, it you know it didn't really matter that much. But uh, certainly, everything is kind of leaning in the Braves' direction. Michael, do we come back for one more, or are the Braves celebrating in Dodger Stadium? Uh, that's hard to see. You got me on make a prediction now. You want me to pick the game? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am going to say, man, we, I, was, I was talking to Gabe about this night. Are we going to see the Braves? Prince the pennant at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> just, I mean, you know, intellectually, I can imagine it, but like emotionally, <laughs> seeing is believing, believing is seeing. Right, like, uh, but all right, let's say they're, the, the the Braves are going to win tomorrow. I mean, they got free. They're going against a bullpen game. Their entire lineup almost is hot. Even the guys who aren't hot are capable. Yeah, what the heck. Braves clinch at Dodgers Day. Oh, well, that happens. This will be a very good time to get a subscription to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. That funds our journalism. We can't do it without you. And if you're not a subscriber, go to AJC.com slash BattleATL and sli- sign up today. You'll get the most complete Braves coverage in Atlanta during the postseason, possibly the World Series. And you also get a Hank Aaron tribute book, which is fantastic. Unlimited digital access to AJC.com and the e-paper starts at just $1 a week. So get this special offer now at AJC.com slash Battle ATL. And finally, guys, what are you all writing about on AJC.com and the e-paper? Yeah, uh, writing for just kind of about Eddie Rosario, obviously, and how historic that game was for him. That he's He's a guy who... We look back on this run at this team. I mean, even if they go to the World Series, even if they don't win, he's going to be a guy who's remembered um, throughout Braves history, which is pretty crazy to think about um, if they end up kind of pulling this off. And the trade deadline, I mean, we might be looking at this as one of the most impactful, you know, one of the biggest trade deadlines in the history of baseball um, if, if this team earns a first in the World Series. So uh, we'll be, you know, I'm writing about that. 
and just more about the game, the impact that Smiley had, mentor, what that means kind of moving forward, and how the Braves are pretty well situated with their pitching. Uh, if this thing, you know, however long, however long the series goes. Yeah, I wrote about, um, you know, this feels different, not just, you know, the tangible stuff. You know, I think this Braves team's got more pitching. Everybody sees that. I think they got a longer lineup, even though they've missing, you know, two of their stars um, from last season. And it's also that, uh, like Snicker was saying, this is a this is a more mature team. You know, they've they've been through this. This is their fourth year in a row in the postseason, um, and they, you can tell, <laughs> for their their core guys, you can tell that you know they've been here before. And the guys they added are veteran guys who've uh, who've done it on this stage. And it, so this team just you know feels different than it did last. This three one lead feels different last year. For those reasons, and also like Gabe said, you know, we're playing in road ballparks, and now the Braves have, you know, at least for this game, conquered their uh, their, their their problems here at, at Dodger Stadium. So this 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 feels this three one feels different than last year. That's that's what I wrote, and uh, you know, seeing that is believing it. All right, so we'll wrap it up right here at a quarter till 3 o'clock in the morning on the East Coast. But if you're enjoying this podcast, please click on the subscribe button and also share it and review it as well so we can spread the word and continue to give you free coverage on the AJC Braves podcast throughout the postseason. Thank you, men. We'll talk to you after Game 5. Okay, good night. In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution is taking Georgia political coverage to the next level. Now, Georgia's smartest political team is adding Hall of Fame political broadcaster Bill Nygut. I am beyond thrilled to be joining the remarkable political team at the AJC. And with the year that we have unfolding in politics, it's going to be an exciting ride. Read Bill Nygut's expert insight on AJC.com and listen to the Politically Georgia podcast with me, Greg Bluestein, And me, Patricia Murphy. And me, Tia Mitchell. Hear new episodes every weekday. Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.